you work hard. Switching to Metro isn't. This holiday, there's zero fees to switch. Right now, get high-speed data for just $25 a line for four lines. That's Metro's lowest price, period. Plus, get four free Samsung Galaxy phones when you switch. Metro by T-Mobile, empowering you to rule your holiday. Plus device sales tax with eligible port in a no T-Mobile service in past 180 days. One phone per line while supplies last. If new line deactivates, all lines lose four-line promo rate. Additional terms apply. Limited time offer. See Metro by T-Mobile.com. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to the Law of Investment Podcast. I'm your host, Marcus Graham. In today's episode, we have a very special guest who shares knowledge on what it's like to get started in the real estate business. Now, before we get started with the episode, I encourage all my listeners to subscribe to my podcast and leave feedback. I appreciate you all for listening and hope you enjoy the episode. All right, man. So, yo, listen, we got a special guest on the show today. This is a real person that I, I really, really uh, respect and admire. Right, so I want you to do the honors of introducing yourself. My name is Xavier Miller, and I'm a real estate investor, real estate consultant. I'm the host of Man That Mindsets podcast, and I'm the CEO of Park Hill Capital and the Park Hill Capital Foundation. Listen, man, I've, I've booked a consultation with you guys before, man. Just uh, for one, man, just to really get some insight on the real estate business, but two, uh, because I really love what y'all doing, you know. Um, I love what y'all doing. I'm a fan of what y'all doing. I never want to, you know, miss an opportunity to show you guys love um, because I see you doing big things. So before we get into the real estate part, let's let's take it back to you know, because you was in the military or the army, right? I was in the uh, Air Force. Air Force, oh, the Air Force, man. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So what <laughs> would that like? What, what what led you to being in the Air Force? Okay, so my what led me to it was my brother. I got an older brother, right? And we from Chicago, but my older brother, he joined the Navy in 20, I want to say 2010, 20, I think it was 2010, he joined the Navy. So uh, he, he moved to Florida. So after I graduated high school, I moved down there with him for about like close to a year. And at the time, I wasn't really sure like what I wanted to do in my future. I was like, I was what, 18, 19, just kind of like, taking it day by day, working jobs and stuff. But I wasn't really sure exactly what I wanted to do. And then my brother used to always tell me, like, hey, he's like, if you think about joining the military, he's like, don't join the Navy, don't join the Army, don't join none of that shit. He's like, go to the Air Force. He's like, trust me. He's like, when I be out, when we be out on the boats, wherever we go, he's like, well, they get treated like five-star. So that was always in the back of my head. So after I moved from Florida, I moved back to Chicago when I was with my parents. And then I was with them probably for about, like, a year. And I'm like, man, I'm tired of being here, bro. I'm tired of being in Chicago, working these jobs. I'm about to go to the military. So I signed up. I went in October of 2013. And the experience was cool, man. It was dope. Like, the, it, for anybody that's been in the Air Force, they can relate to what I'm saying. It's real. The Air Force, like, they got a joke. They call it the chair force because they say they don't really do nothing. And, <laughs> <laughs> and like, a lot of that is kind of true. Like, the Air Force is real laid back, real chill. Like, I deployed once. I went overseas to Qatar. And other than that, but it was, like, real chill, cool experience. Like, it it taught me a lot because when I went in, I was, like, just turning 20. So I was still super young. And I was on my, like, really, really on my own at this point. So it, and it taught me a whole lot. It matured me a lot. And then I, I did that. I was in there for five years. And then I got out. That's what I started doing real estate before, like, before I got out, though. But it was just gearing up because I always knew, like, I was going to do that long term. I knew I was going to use the military as a stepping stone to just – do other things. Yo, that's, and what you just said is very important because that's one thing I try to talk to people about is um, using, you know, wherever you're making money, wherever you're having some success at to leverage 
you know, yeah. your own business or leverage whatever your own investments. Uh, yeah. So you already you already knew years ahead, like, this is what I'm going to be doing. It just took a matter of going through the process of, you know, creating the capital and, and creating the stability to, yeah. to go in that route, which is, which is dope. Um, yeah. So when you when you finish the Air Force, because you, you, you don't live in Chicago now, correct? No, I live in California. So when you finish the Air Force, did you move directly to California or did you no, go I back was, home? I was, when I was in the uh, Air Force, I was, I, I was in California. So when I, in got, California. Yeah, when I got out, I just stayed here. You stayed there. Damn, so that was that. So it was a kind of easy transition. You was already felt, you know, felt kind of home in a sense when you yeah, finished it. Because I was, I was here for five years. So it was like, I'm, I, I'm not going back to Chicago. And now my, like, my, uh, my parents retired and they moved to Florida to be closer with my brother and niece and nephew. And my little brother, he's there with them as well. So I'm like, I ain't going to Florida either because I don't really want to live in Florida. I lived there before. I don't want to live there again. So I'm like, I'm just... We're gonna stay in Cali. So we stayed, yeah. Yeah, so so I know you already like planned on getting into the real estate, but was it like a moment that really pushed you, you know, because I know everybody kinda, you know, might have a moment that they either overcome or a moment that like, you know what, I, I gotta do this. Like was was there a moment that happened where it just clicked like, man, this is the time to do it now? Right. Well, I would, I would say this. It wasn't a moment where it was like I needed to do real estate, but it was a moment I had where, like, I knew I needed to get my stuff together financially. And that was in 2016 before I deployed. And so, like, how the military work is, like, deployments typically, you don't you don't really know when you deploy. It's, like, out the blue for real. Like, you just at work one day, somebody come to you and be like, hey, I need to talk to you. All right, you've been assigned to go here. And then the, the time till you leave, it's all dependent. Like, sometimes it's a month. Sometimes it could be six months, but they'd be like, all right, you leaving. So it happened to me. So they came to me, they was like, yeah, you got six months. And I'm like, heated. I'm like, man, I ain't trying to do that shit, man. I'm like, let go to the Middle East, man. It's hot. I'm like, I wasn't feeling it at all, bro. I'm like, oh, man. But before you do that, they think you take these classes. And in these classes, you got to create wheels. It's like, Eric, it's the military going overseas just in case anything happened. You die crazy. You, you need to create a wheel before you go. So I remember I was making my wheel, bro. I'll never forget this, bro. I was making my wheel, right? And uh, I remember they gave, like, we was writing stuff down and stuff. And I remember, it's like, in the beginning, I just stopped. I'm just, I look around. Because I'm, I'm looking to see, like, what everybody else doing. Like, what they writing. Like, I'm, I'm, and, then, cause I, and I'm like, damn, it clicked. I was like, damn, bro, I ain't got shit. Like, I, I remember, like, it was yesterday, bro. I'm like, I, at the time, I had, I had my Xbox. I had a watch that my girl bought me. It was like a $250, watch a girl bought me. I had like 10 pairs of Jordans and I had like a little amount, little money in my savings account. And I was just like, damn, like that was the first time in like, I ain't never had no moment like that before where I really thought like, damn, like if I die, I'm, I was thinking like, if I die, I pretty much been living for no reason. Like what I've been mm-hmm. doing. And in that moment, I was like, I felt, I felt bad. Cause I was still, I was with my girl at the time. We, this is the early stages of our relationship. So I'm like, damn, as a dude, I feel like shit. Like, if something happened to me, I ain't got nothing for her. I'm like, man, that's corny. So I'm like, all right, I ain't going to never be in this situation again. So I deployed a couple months later. And then during my deployment, I saved up all the money. I was there for like seven months. And I say, I ain't spent nothing, bro. I saved everything. I, I came back home with like 25000 And then I came, I came back home. And when I came back, I came back home like the middle of 2017. And I ain't looked back since. Man, that's 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 so dope, man. Because um, I know about you know the discipline it took to to save the money. You know, I know people talk about like when you oversee the things like that, it's a little easier. But still, that's that's difficult. That's that's difficult to you know because we all have families, we all have loved ones that might need this or that. So the discipline to still be able to do that and not you know give money here or pay for this or do this to be able to stay on track, like, man, listen, I got a plan. And you probably even thinking like how I thought was, I got a plan. If you allow me to save this and do this now, it'd be beneficial for y'all in the long run. Just just give me that space. Yeah, and, right, bro. Yeah, I, I know that discipline, man. I know how it was. I know. And it was more like, because I, I always say this, I'm lucky enough, I'm blessed enough to where, like, I my family, they never asked me for, like, money. Like, never. Like, 
Never, bro. So I'm blessed enough. And, like, my family not rich enough, but they just are all right to the point where they don't need to hit me. Or if they do, maybe I just don't know. And they don't, you know what I'm saying? But they never they never ask me for money. So I always tell people, like, I'm blessed to be here. Like, because I know a lot of people that's doing well financially, they family, like, all they, they can be sometimes, like, a burden financially because they always need stuff and stuff like that. But, yeah, I was blessed to, uh, to pretty much be in that situation. But the main thing for me was, like, telling my girl, like, we ain't doing nothing these next six months. I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to get right. And, like, there's another situation I'm lucky enough for my girl that was she was understanding and she was with it, too. Like, I used to send her. When I, bro, when I was getting paid, I was sending her the money. I was, I was literally sending her the money every week and saying, put this up, put some of this in RSA, put some of this in the account. And I came home. All the money was there, bro. Like, she was <laughs> like she was she spend nothing. Yo, and that that's a that's a testament to, uh, you know, to the you know the foundation that you guys have set together. You know, like you being you know a stand up dude and somebody who had a vision and was amazing, but her having it too and being able to share it with you is amazing. And I think that's like that's something that I see from you when you you know you talk about you know how poor your woman was and stuff like that too. Well, not was, but are right. You know, it is to you. Um, I love that. You know, because I think as you know us being young black men. You know, I think a lot of us sometimes grow up under the wrong things, like, you know, women this or, you know, kind of put them down. But as I became a man, I realized how much, you know, we was really taught a lot of wrong stuff and how how amazing these women really can be, especially when you work together as a team. You know, so that's one thing that I always, you know, salute you when I see that. And I know what it's, you know, I know what it's like, like someone that I used to be with, uh, we was like that. And. I've maintained that even though we split, I maintain that same mindset when I, you know, when I date a woman now, you know, it is, you know, making sure that, you know, we are on the same page. We have the same goals and, you know, it aligns because, you know, who you, you know, end up making a significant other in the, in the, in your journey is important. It can make or break that empire you're trying to build. Hey, it's gonna make it, man, man, bro. I know from experience, from like just from when I was deployed, like the people I was with, a lot of like the guys I worked with and stuff, their situation was like the complete opposite of mine. You know what I'm saying? That girl was probably like always needing stuff or buying stuff. So by the time we went home, I know people that was going home, which was like five grand, two grand. I'm like, bro, we've been here for seven months and that's all you got to leave with. Like, I made sure, like, when I leave here, bro, I'm gonna make it worthwhile. Make it like, okay, it was worth it. But, that just goes to show you, like you said, like your significant other. It could either be, it could be a make you or break you for real. Like, so you can't like you, you gotta, you gotta truly value that position and value that person when you with them. Without a doubt, man. So, so take me to your your first investment property. You know, because um, I know people do different things. Some people like wholesale. Some people flip. Some people like you know, purchase a property and rent it out. Like, which what, what was the first thing that you did? The first, the first, uh, I bought a house in Detroit, and it was, uh, it was about seventeen grand. It was the and the, and the uh, income was about six hundred fifty dollars a month. So this was my first, this was my first real estate investment because I've been, I've been investing into stocks and crypto mm-hmm. before that. But this was my first real estate investment. So I'm like, all right, I'm just, we just gonna see how this works. So we, we, uh, my girl, she found the property. But once again, this, my girl, she kind of set up the whole play, bro, and she just mm-hmm. kinda, like, this is what it is. Yeah, you want to make the move. I'm like, bet. So she came to me with the place, saying how much money it's gonna make us about sixteen grand. But instead of using money that we saved, we went out for so for properties that cheap, you can't get out a mortgage loan. You got to get like a personal loan. So we took out a personal loan. I think we took out personal personal loan. So, so just to just to clarify, so what is the cap for you know where you can start? Well, not cap, but where is the mortgage loan alive? Uh, it's Man, I, I might be wrong on this, but I think it's it's either twenty five thousand or thirty thousand. Okay, it's one it's one of those. I can't remember what it is, but once it, if it's below that, you can't take out a mortgage loan. Okay, yeah, they they really don't do mortgage loans for houses that cheap. So yeah, so uh, with our situation, we took out we took out a personal loan for like fourteen thousand. So we just put three out of our pocket, and we got the property, and then the the loan, mortgage loan, the personal loan is only like three hundred something dollars a month. Mm-hmm. Like I said the tenant paying six fifty. So you know what I'm saying? So she paying for the loan and she paying us. So to me it was really like a it was really like a no brainer. And then it was like a can't lose situation for real. Cause it was like all right, worst case scenario, 
this property value is never going to go to zero dollars. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> you know, it's already a cheap property. And if it was to ever just go to zero, I'm cool with losing that because it's not, it's only $17,000. It's not a huge investment. But I'm like, the pros though is the value can increase. Like the value already increased. The value can increase and we can just keep making money on it. And you saved your, a lot of your money. I saved, and I saved my money. Yep. Yeah. So, so what, what they call that is what? It's OPM, correct? OPM, other people money, yep. Other people money. That's, listen, man, I have a, uh, my grandfather and my uncle, they've been real successful in real estate. And that's one thing that they always preach to me oh, is, yeah. you know, you want to get ahead, you want to be in business, a good thing to do is to use other people's oh, money. And that's something I took from you guys because I, I have a certain amount of capital right now and I was ready to just, hey, go in. But uh, a consultation call with you guys was like, no, nah, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> Uh, and, and that was that was some amazing advice, and I appreciate y'all for that. Definitely, bro. Definitely, we tell people all the time, like keep your money. Like we, like we, like I tell people all the time, don't save to put it down on the house. Just save for the emergencies and keep that mm-hmm. just for you can make more plays, do extra plays with it. But if you can use other people's capital, do that every single time, bro. But just don't make sure at the same time you're not over leveraging yourself, but you just use so much other people's capital. But if things go bad, like in a pandemic. You gotta like, owe that, right? Right. You gotta, <laughs> that's the that's the thing people gotta watch out for because you got people that are overdue that take out so much capital where they know they can't afford it at the worst case scenario. Mm. So, yeah. so the first deal, you know, you would say went pretty good, right? Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, it's just been real good. <laughs> so how how soon did you get your second uh, property? My second property came. It probably came four months. Four or five months later. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that deal was a deal where I partnered up with some people on. And we just, we bought two houses that time. I put up, I, I think it was, it was, it was 20,000 total because the two houses both needed to be rehabbed. Mm-hmm. So it was 20,000 total. The guy, he was, it wasn't on the market. This is a random guy we just met. He's like, yeah, I got two cribs. He showed us the cribs and we just made an offer right there. Literally signed the contracts on the, on the car, car, uh, the car hood. Mm. <laughs> yeah, then after that, I bought my next property like a couple months after that. I bought another one. I partnered up with another guy, and this property we bought, this property was 18000 and the, the rent is $800. And it's all right. We bought this last year. It's all right. It's worth, we got a price for forty because we put uh we put like four or five thousand into it. And we still collecting the rent. So we could either, like, like we could either sell it, take our 20, 20k profit, or just keep. Taking that $800 a month. I love it, man. And I know one thing that, um, in the call I had with you guys stressing, though, just the numbers got to be right. Yeah, they got to be right. The numbers is important. Numbers, the numbers is everything, bro. The numbers, I tell people all the time, if the numbers ain't right, don't do it. But you got like, what what people do a lot of times is like, somebody, people will be so, so thirsty to get into real estate where it's like, all right, even if the deal is like, they kind of, you kind of, you got a sense, like, this ain't the best deal. These numbers really don't make sense, but they be so thirsty just to be a homeowner. It's like, all right, cool, let's just get it. And later on down the line, it's like, damn, I should never bought this property. So them those those numbers all those numbers always got to make sense. That's just business, no matter what it's really yeah. whatever it is. And it, that's that's definitely like a, a big difference between what you know what you specialize in and what I specialize in, because your numbers are so much bigger than ours. Is that you can kind of take a chance and learn a lot with a with a first machine things like that. <laughs> yeah. You know? But <laughs> with a real estate property, that, that's a that's that's something. You know, I, I might spend twelve hundred dollars total to you start with one vending machine, and and even if I make a hundred and two hundred dollars a month, like that's that's okay when you balance out how much I probably spend for the year. You know, just to learn. You know, learn the maintenance and learn different things. But when you talk about you know, what you guys do is it's, it's a little more, you know, like you said, people over leverage, it's a lot more to it to where it's like, don't just be thirsty to jump on it. Right. Cause you, that's, that's real, bro. I'm glad you said that. Cause a lot of times people will save up a lot just to get that first property. And then when they get it and they go bad, it's like that sour taste and they mouth with real estate and they never want to do real estate again. And it's like, bro, real estate, cause real estate not bad. It's just that you was in a bad deal, bro. Like, like I see that a lot. People are like, no, nah, I ain't. I don't never want to be buy another house again. I don't, I'm good on being a real estate investor. Like I hate it, like, but that was just a bad situation he was in at the time. 
So when you when you go through like, you know, when you were starting out or, you know, your first few, did you do a lot of the stuff with just you and your, you know, with, with your woman? Or did you have somebody who was able to kind of like give you advice or walk you through some deals and things like that? No, bro. Like when we started out, it was just me and my girl like doing the research and like we reached like, because we just didn't go into it. We was obviously like saving up capital and we was researching for a long time before we was like completely comfortable with just taking a step and doing it. So, but we didn't have anybody like in our ear, like tutoring us or mentoring us. I just started meeting people until after we started buying the properties, like meeting different people that was giving me game. I was like, yeah, okay, that's, that's dope. But yeah, beforehand, yeah, we didn't really like know. Like I had my, my older brother and my sister-in-law, they're realtors, but they're not investors. So they couldn't, they didn't, uh, wasn't able to give me like a lot of their investor games. So they gave me some, they gave me some game though, but like on the investor, it's different from being a, realtor and a real estate investor yeah yeah because i mean i never i thought about being a real estate investor but i never really thought about actually scrapped that i thought about being a landlord and not an investor i never even thought about investing in different cities and states until coming in contact with you so i'm like that that's amazing, you know, and I've I've been around, you know, the real estate business for a little while because of my, you know, my grandparents, my uncle right. was successful, but they're landlords, you know, they never did investing. So when I brought it up to them, they were like, oh yeah, that's how you really, that's that's how the big boys do it. Yeah. I'm like, oh wow, and yeah, yeah. So that's 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 definitely dope, and and you, you know, going through it yourself is important because uh, everybody, one thing everybody should learn is that everybody does it differently. Yep. You know, there's no one size fits all. Like your story is amazing, but it's also show hard work. Cause you said you did a lot of, I did a lot of research by yourself. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah, man. Cause I, I knew like, if I do this, I'm not just going, like going to take someone's word and like, just have them tell me what to do and do it. Cause I know that's how you end up in like bad situations. Like obviously you want somebody to give you information, but you still need to be willing to do the research on yourself. Like even when we talk to our clients, uh, we tell them like, all right, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna uh, tell you all this, but I still want you to go look for yourself, and just don't take my word. Go look for yourself. You can find this stuff out on your own. You know, what I mean, that's just a, that's just how everybody should be when it comes to being like a learner. Like, you know, what I'm saying, obviously, be willing to get game from people, but still be able to like the it's like a military thing. They always say, uh, trust but verify. You know, what yeah. I'm saying, like, trust what someone says, but verify for yourself as well. Then actually take the step and experience it. Then you really know. Then like, okay, this what it is. So what, you know, cause we all, you know, as in business, you know, everybody has a lot, you know, you might experience great success, but there might be a time where some negative thing, when things don't work out the way you initially wanted to. Has that moment happened to you yet? Mm, no, nah, not, not when it comes to real estate, it hasn't. Not real estate yet. Well, other things that have like, like, uh, I'm trying to think. I know, I, I, what did I invest in? I invested in something that, oh, Snapchat. I invested in Snapchat, and that kind of, it went like, I, I guess I invested too late, and this was like in 20, 2017, I want to say. Like, yeah, that that went bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> that's probably the one app I, I have not ever used. Ever used? Yeah. I, that I don't, like, I used to use it, like, in 2016, but then, like, 2017, I stopped, I wasn't using it that much. But I don't know why I bought shares of it. I, I, mean, I, I was tripping, bro. But yeah, I, that was the that was the one like as far as like business. That's probably like the one thing I regret with best, investing in Snapchat. And you and you attribute, you know, do you attribute you not having, you know, too many like you know things go wrong with your real estate business because of all the hard work and due diligence that you put into researching, learning about the property, checking with well, you know. You know, because you got contractors, you know, um, home inspectors, you know, different things like that. So doing all of your your work and research, you feel, has done the, um, has paid you back as far as not having, you know, anything go wrong, really. Hell yeah, that's that's definitely, that's definitely the answer, bro. Like, before doing a deal, analyzing everything so I know exactly what to expect and what's exactly what's going to happen when I get in the deal. So that's why I really haven't had any reverse for real estate. Like, we, we didn't have tenants where it does been, like, you know, bad, like, you know, not the best tenants, but mm-hmm. other than that, other than that, you know what I'm saying? Making sure they still pay on time and taking care of the property. That's, I mean, I could deal with it. 
<laughs> and you don't and you don't mind walking away from a deal if it just don't walk away from more deals than deals that I've done, bro. Like most deals I walk away from. And sometimes they make sense, but it necessarily might not make sense for me and where I'm at and what I'm trying to do at the moment. If that makes cool. sense. You know what I'm saying? Because I get deals that'll be like, man, this is a really good a good deal for somebody else. But like I'm not trying to do that right now. I want to use my capital or my resources for something else, or might might be for something bigger. Yeah. 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 So how many how many properties do you have right now? Five. Five properties. Are they all in one city or state? They're all they're all they're all in Michigan. All in Michigan. They're all in Michigan. Yeah, but, but you. I was about to say we uh we about to start getting some in uh Cleveland. That's the next place we're gonna focus. Mm, I heard Cleveland is good. Yeah, Cleveland got a good ass runner market, bro. <laughs> yeah, I look. I ain't gonna lie. I look. I, I looked um there at the you know consultation with Parkside. I started looking. I'm like, oh, this 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 look really good, man. I, I might. Cleveland. <laughs> like I got a friend that just sent me a deal. He sent me a deal. Was this yesterday or two days? You work hard. Switching to Metro isn't. This holiday, there's zero fees to switch. Right now, get high-speed data for just 25 bucks a line for four lines. That's Metro's lowest price, period. Plus, get four free Samsung Galaxy phones when you switch. Metro by T-Mobile, empowering you to rule your holiday. Plus device sales tax with eligible port in a no T-Mobile service in past 180 days. One phone per line while supplies last. If new line deactivates, all lines lose four-line promo rate. Additional terms apply. Limited time offer. See MetroByTMobile.com. Two days ago, it was a duplex. It was like thirty-five thousand, and it was turnkey, so it was already ready for people to move into. And it was like it was like the rents on each side was like eight hundred bucks. Like, bro, that's sixteen hundred a month for a thirty-five thousand dollar duplex. That's a good ass deal. Yeah, and those properties, you know, when I come to like the duplexes, are those the properties that typically don't appreciate too well and you know the upside of it is is just um cash flow or you know do the places appreciate as well it all depends like appreciation all it all depends on location what you done what you've done to it as far as like fixing it up and stuff like that but duplexes definitely appreciate okay and just to clarify everybody appreciation is just how much the house you know can become worth you know the right increase in value Mm -hmm. wow that's 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 dope. You in California got five properties in Michigan. So I'm guessing. I, I was gonna say I got, I got a mobile home in Cleveland. Mobile home in Cleveland. Yeah. So that's oh, that's 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 nice. I see mobile homes is something becoming real, real popular. Hey, mobile yeah. homes, where's that, bro? I got some. I got some friends in Chicago. They they mobile home elite investors, and they killing it, bro. Like they killing it with the mobile homes because it's a compared to real estate, it's a low entry point. Like you know, what I mean, you could get a mobile home for five grand. Throw a couple grand into it, rent it out, make five hundred, six hundred dollars a month. You know what I'm saying? Or you could just flip it. Like we, bro, the mobile home we got, we paid eighteen hundred dollars for it, bro. And you rent it out? <laughs> no, we uh, cause it need to be rehabbed. So we we uh, gonna re the rehab like five grand, and then we gonna flip it for like twenty. But the thing is, one of my girlfriends they want to get into it, so we might just sell it to them for like four or five thousand. That's dope. That's yeah. dope. I'm like how. What was that? I was gonna ask how easy is it, you know, just to get back to the the you know the housing and stuff like that. Is it? Well, I don't want to say how easy, but how 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 does it come about? Like getting the um, man, what am I trying to say? It's very and very important. The oh man, the, the people that look after your property, property management. Property management. I know that's very that's important in, in to your business, bro. When it comes to investing. Excuse me, when it comes to investing outside of where you live or outside of your state, that good property manager is probably the most important thing, bro. Like, they, they either going they gonna to either make you be like, man, okay, I actually like real estate a lot, or they're going to make you say, man, I hate real estate. Because you know what I'm saying? You got no way of collecting your rent. If, like me, I live in California, something that's in Michigan, I got no way of, you know what I'm saying, getting that money. But a good property manager, they're going to make sure everything is on the up and up. Like, they literally, like, I remember for uh, my first property, the first property manager I had was terrible, bro. Tried to finesse me, <laughs> tried, to, tried to steal $1,500 from me, bro. Like, and because he, $1,500. He tried to steal $1,500. $1,500. Yeah, $1, and that's not, that's not a lot of money, but still, the principle of it, like, bro, what, like, because he, I, I guess in his mind, he knew we was in California. And he's all in Michigan, so he like, 
he probably his mom was thinking, you know, what they gonna do. So I'm like, bro. So we we went through like a two week thing. I'm calling him every day. He playing tag, running around, picking up the phone, <laughs> disguising his voice like it ain't him and stuff like, that. <laughs> like crazy stuff, bro. Like like crazy, bro. I'm like, what is going on? But I I know I know uh, a good amount of people in the area, so they fixed the situation for me. He paid me, and I just hired a new property manager. Everything been smooth, peaches since then. How many? Uh, do you have one property manager for all your properties in Michigan? I got I got two property managers because uh, so one of them is a uh, friend is a close friend of mine. He started his company when I had the one with the bad the, the wild dude. I just like hired a friend because like I'm starting a property manager. I was like, all right, do you mind doing this for me? He was like, of course. I just started my company just to give me experience. So it was a win for both of us. Then the other property manager I got was a uh, woman that we met on some other deals we had. She got a property management com- company and she's been running it. And it's been she's been the owner game as well. Like. They gonna make they gonna make or break it, bro. Like they gonna and they usually charge for people that don't know. Property managers usually charge anywhere from like five to ten percent of rent. So if you get like a thousand dollars of rent, they gonna either get like fifty or a hundred. Okay, but it's well worth it. It's well. Yeah. <laughs> no stress, no nothing. You chilling, <laughs> bro. If you don't want your tenant to talk to you and you want them to talk to them about everything, is because if you don't get the property manager, it's gonna be a lot of stress involved. Because anytime something go wrong, they calling you. They're going to be, you know what I'm saying, and they're going to be, if it's stuff that go wrong a lot, they're going to be calling you all the damn time. <laughs> listen, I, I thought about, listen, I thought about house hacking, right? You know, living in one side of a property and renting out to other and or the other ones. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, man, even then I would get a property manager. I don't even want them to know that I'm the owner. <laughs> I'm just a tenant. <laughs> oh, we tell, I tell people, I t- we be telling our clients that they be wanting to house hack. I'm like. I ain't telling you to do this, but it's probably a good idea to still hire property managers just so they don't know that you own it. Because you want to have that peace of mind. You don't want them always coming to your door. Hey, tomorrow, with the sink. Like, he's like, God damn. So just hire If they don't think you own it, they're going to show you, like, who you're going to be really able to see, like, who they really are. Because they just think you the they, they average next door neighbor not knowing you own the property. So you'll be yeah. really a close look on, like, oh, okay, I know how this person is. <laughs> yeah, listen, that's funny because uh, with my vending machine business, uh, most times I don't tell them I'm the owner. I'm, I'm just here to stock. Because they get the same stuff or they might complain. Like, complain about stuff that ain't about nothing just because they know Cause you they own it. Them. You know? <laughs> they might want to talk for 10, 20 minutes at a time. I'm like, man, I'm just here stocking, man. <laughs> hey, that's smart, though, bro. Because I swear, when people find out you're the owner of something, it's like, like you just said, they just come to you about anything. Like, yeah, right. it's like the criticism rises <laughs> up. A lot of things seem to heighten, like, oh, what's the CEO? It's like an antenna goes off. I'm like, nah, I'm just, man, I just work for the guy, man. <laughs> it's best to go under the radar. That's real. Okay, so the next thing I want to ask you is, um, you know, one thing that's very, very important in our community um, that's been talked about, you know, between, um, you know, entrepreneurs and those who are not entrepreneurs is – Financial literacy. Yep. And I know for I know in my you know me growing up, a lot of that wasn't spoken about. And I see a lot of pushback now when I see people who are entrepreneurs and who are talking about financial literacy. There's a, a section of people who don't want to hear it. They think they're putting them down. But I want you as someone, like you said, who went from, you know, you went to the, the Air Force, you saved up your money, you invested in different stuff, and you're successful. How important is really learning financial literacy? Bro, it's, bro, it's everything, bro. It's every Like, I tell people I tell people this all the time. I'm like, bro, at the end of the day, the country we live in, this is America, this is a capitalist society. Like, money, whether you want to believe this or not, money is everything. Like, if you can't, if you ain't got no money, you can't, you can't eat. You can't get shelter, you know what I'm saying? You can't get no clothes for you. So you always, knowing that, you always got to understand money and understand the money game. So that financial, that financial literacy game, you got to be, like, running toward, like, try aiming towards that, like, trying to become financially literate. Because it's, like I said, it's everything. Like, if you, every most of us plan on having families. Like, we want to take care of our families. We want to take care of our kids, put them in good schools. If something go bad, we want to be able to fix it. And that, you can't do that without money. So, because a lot of times, like, when I, I know me personally, when I talk about money, I'm not speaking on it from a material, a material thing, like, just getting a bunch of material stuff. I'm just speaking on it from, a, like, a options and being able to have time freedom aspect. 
Like that's what yeah. it's about. Like to wake up and be like, all right, I don't want to. I don't want to go to work today, so I'm not. Not being like I have. I don't want to go, and I have to go. Like that's what finance. Like having that financial freedom. That's what's gonna do for you. If you still got your job, you can wake up and say, you know what? I don't feel like going today. I'm not gonna go. If they if they fire me. I got bread saying I'm good, but I know they probably, because most likely they're not going to fire you, but you can still just take that time off if you wanted to. That's what it's about. Not like like buying cars and a nice house. That's like a byproduct of it, and that's cool, but it's really about having that options. And when things, if things go south, you could protect yourself or do things like that. That's why it's so important for people to understand. And I feel yeah. like... I don't care that much because they just look at it from a material aspect. They might say, oh, well, no, I don't care. What am I going to do with a Ferrari? I don't care about a Ferrari. I don't care about a mansion. But it's like, okay, if your, if your, if your kid has something, had like a disease or some kind of illness and it, it costs X amount of dollars, like then what? You don't care about that either? You know what I'm yeah. saying? <laughs> that's real. Yeah, that's real. Yeah, because I, you know, I was one of those people three years ago talking about, man, I don't really care about money. If I make yeah. 35, 45, I'll be fine until, you know, a conversation with my grandfather was like, man, you don't want money. You want options. And guess how you're going to get more options? It's to make more money. And I, ever since I looked at it from that aspect, that's I started to make more because I'm like, that's, that became my focus. Like, man, some days I don't want to get up and go to work. <laughs> some days I want to spend more time with my kids. Exactly. Some days, you know, sometimes I don't want to have to ask my, you know, my boss, is it okay if I go visit my mom back at home for, for the weekend, you know, and not have them say, no, you can't because not just, not even because I need to be there just because, cause that happens too. So right. it's like, yeah, that's, that's, you want to create those options. Don't, you don't even have to set a numerical number. Right. Just, I just want to work to have the finances to be able to do some of the things I want to do when I want to do it. Cause you know, like, People, you know when you financially stable because you know what your expenses are and you know how mm-hmm. much money you got. So you know, like, damn, if things, so I'll be able to have, you know what I'm saying, be good for X amount of time. Like, damn, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm doing pretty well for myself. So it's, like you said, it's not no numerical number. It all depends on the way you live, what your expenses is, you know what I'm saying? Because people can have $100,000 in expenses a month and you might see $500,000 in their account and be like, man, he, he got bread. But if he went without money for five months, he <laughs> made back to zero, so it's like yeah, that's that's it's real, not, right? It's not a, it's not a numerical number. It's all on based on how much it costs for you to live that that lifestyle you got. Mm, that's 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 real, that's real. So how has how has the the pandemic affected you and you know the things that you have going on? Oh man, the pandemic. It's like to be honest, bro. It was like. Uh, like I, I try not to say that too much because I know so many people going through like. Oh, <laughs> I know what you're gonna say. I don't want to seem like braggadocious or like you know what I'm saying. Like it, I don't even know how to explain it, but it's been bro. The pandemic it's been great for me, bro. I ain't gonna lie, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like same here. So I, I try not to speak on it too much. <laughs> you know, it's like I ain't like because we are we we still been making money. Then on the flip side of that. We haven't been spending anything because we ain't been going nowhere. (laughs) Yo, I think that's the thing that for twofold for me is like on one end, it's like even if I make a little bit less, it's like I'm making more because I'm not spending much. And then I like I had a personal goal of saving this amount of money this time. I've exceeded because I don't spend it on much. And I realized how much stupid stuff I was paying for. Bro, that's (laughs) right, bro. I was like, I man, this whole thing made me realize how much I be eating out, how much I've been spending on like random stuff. It was like, damn, because I'm like, these past two months, bro, I'm literally like, we literally, we ain't been buying nothing, bro. We've been buying groceries. Mm-hmm. That's it, groceries. Yo. And <laughs> <laughs> groceries and meals, and it's like, damn, I might, I might live like this for the rest of the year, no matter if this pandemic over or not. Yo, I don't know. You see me tweet. I'm like, listen, man. <laughs> It's been good to me. Like that's like you know, it's like yo, cause I always, you know, go to the movies, bowling, I do a whole bunch of different stuff. And then it's like now I'm not doing it. I'm like, man. Like even if the movie theater never come back, I'm like, man, if I were to pay twenty dollars for a movie on TV, I'd probably save about forty, fifty dollars. Just me at home watching it. Like, like you know, yeah, so that's that's so real, bro. I'm like, that's crazy. I'm like, 
that's crazy that this pandemic it's a, a pandemic for me to realize that like bro i i ain't i really ain't gotta spend no money for real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like just obviously like chilling at the crib it could get boring after a while but like i always tell people you could do stuff in like spurts you know what i'm saying yeah. like, i tell people all the time like if you want to get your bread right like you ain't gotta be born all the time just go like in three months with chilling not doing nothing and then you okay have you a couple weekends but you kicking it after that and then go right back to three months after a while you're gonna, you gonna have some bread yeah <laughs> i tell people that all the time bro because they think people see it as like man if if I gotta get my money right, I gotta be chilling that long. I ain't trying to be chilling. It's like, bro, you can just do it. Like, do it as first, bro. Like, don't be rolling out all the time. Just sit down for a minute and just be grinding. Get stuck in your bread. And then have you a weekend, two weekends, three weekends where you enjoying life. Then go right, go right back to that. Yeah, you gotta you gotta have that little sacrifice. Like I always tell the story by myself, you know, where I, I moved back in with my mom for six months. To save, you know, to save some money, you know, and I eventually, you know, I took some of those principles when I moved on my own for like three months prior to me moving to Philly. So I saved a total of $10,000 and that was the money I used to get started in my business and took off. But like you said, in that spur, I just took that time for these next six to eight months. I'm going to just save, grind and save. And then when I came here, I did a bunch of different fun stuff, but that spurt of, you know, staying in the crib, just saving, taking a step back to, to you know, take five steps forward was very important. Thanks, bro. And, like, most people not not willing to make their sacrifices because they, like, they, they really don't want to do it. But, I always, like, I always say, I'm like, bro, the time will go by anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, if you do it or not, you're going to look up and you be like, damn, that was five months ago? Like, yeah, if you was, doing, if you was just staying down, you would be – I way more money from these past five months. It's going to fly by anyway. Yeah, so it's like if, if five months going to pass, I might as well have some money while it passs. Facts, bro. But some people, the, all day, it's like it's really like all about perspective. And like I, like I realize that like a lot of times people don't understand stuff, but they don't grasp it because they really ain't like been told or, or heard the right perspective yet. Cause they, you know, what I'm saying, it was to make them be like, oh damn, like this is how we talked about the money thing. Where, like, if you just think money in, re- in relation to material things all the time, you might not really appreciate or value it like that. But then when you start relating it to your perspective on time and having options and stuff like that, you might be like, damn, money do mean something to me. I'm tripping. Let me get on my stuff. Nah, for real, man. So that, like, that leads me into my next question: How important is it for you to? you know, to give back this, you know, information and knowledge and stuff like that. Uh, how important is it for you to help the next Xavier Miller, you know? Yeah, it's, it's extremely important to me just because, like, I know how it is, like, coming up, like, being misguided, you know what I'm saying? So when it comes to relationships or money or just anything, it's so easy, especially right now, with all the BS, with social, like, shit in abundance, it's so easy to be like, especially when you're young and impressionable, you're 16, 17, and you're super impressionable, it's so easy to see the wrong information and take it and actually believe it. And then not to years later, it's your detriment that you realize it was some BS. So for me, it's like, it's like, I don't even, like, I don't even know if it's like intentional with me, because it's just like natural with me to just like, I've always been that person. Like, if I get some information, like ever since I was a kid, if I got something, and you come to me and ask me, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna be like, yeah. Yeah, this, 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 do this, or yeah, here you go. Right, I, I, I always been that person, so it's like super natural to me. And like being from Chicago, once again, I know how. Like I know how. Like my situation is like a lot of people is similar to a lot of other people's stuff. So if I could just give you whatever this little information I know, I, it could be life changing for some people. Yeah, and then they can use that and tell someone else they can change their life and so forth. They start that new cycle. Facts, bro, because it's, it's I always say like it's super the corniest thing to me is people that got information or got knowledge or resources, but they just keep it to themselves. Like they don't really, they don't really say much. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, bro, you, that's like super selfish to me. Like you, yes. know, you can't you can't die with it. You know what I'm saying? You can't take all this information <laughs> and resources with you. You need to. Be willing to like, you know, what I'm saying, give it to help help your people. Yeah, for real. Because <laughs> most at the end of the day, most if you if you being selfish anyway, it shouldn't matter. Because at the end of the day, most not gonna listen anyway. 
It's only gonna be a small. <laughs> yeah, listen, that's like, that's the unfortunate truth too, man. Exactly. That's unfortunate. <laughs> it's only gonna be a small percentage that's gonna take what you said and apply it to their life. It's probably gonna be like two percent of people. The mo- the rest probably just gonna be like, yeah, that's dope. That's, but it's gonna be a very small percentage of people that actually take it and like implement it and do what they sell. I agree, man. Yo, listen, it was a pleasure having this. Definitely. Chance to have you on the opposite side, um, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, you know, just just say, you know, my podcast interview that I did with you uh, was one of my best ones. You know, yeah, it, 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 yeah, it brought a lot of people to me. <laughs> to this day, people still say, "Hey, man, I heard you on the Millionaire Mindset podcast, and I loved your story and stuff like that." Like to this day, we did that like what, three, four months ago, maybe. Yeah, like three, four months ago, bro. And people are still hitting me up to this day. So, I'll, you know, I'm happy to be able to, you know, extend my invitation for you to come on here. Appreciate um, that's love, bro, for real. Yo, man, you're a great dude, man. Like I said, I always tell you, when I get a chance, yo, yeah. you inspire me. I would <laughs> never – because people sometimes have a – they don't ever want to show too much love because they don't want to see, like, they, 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 you know, they riding or, they, you know, anything like that. Ah, man, I'm giving somebody their flowers because – um, you inspired me. You know, you have an impact on my life, even without you trying. Just me seeing you doing what you're doing, how you know you're successful, you're young, you know what you're doing with your woman. It's like motivational. So if I can show you some love, man, I, I you know I'm gonna do it. I want us to be able to do that, man. Like yo, this dude doing good. I want to show him some love, you know, and make that the norm. That's the, it. Should be the norm, bro. That's that's so real. Like, and salute to you for. Uh... Just being that honorable person like that. Cause like you said, most most people, especially when it comes to men, like I realize women, they show each other love way more. Man. I, don't, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's like a I don't know what it is, but they show each other love. And men it's more like we kind of shy away from that because we don't want to seem like we dig around or some some weird yeah. stuff, you know what I'm saying? The men always gotta have leverage. Yeah, it's like no, <laughs> I like like I'm this I I never been that way either. Like somebody doing dope, I'm bigging them up to anybody. Somebody like to this day, if somebody could hit me, they could hit, hit me, come to me and be like, hey, man, I'm trying to get in the vending machine, go holler at Marcus. I do this shit all the time, go holler at Marcus. Yeah. They come to me about some mobile homes, go holler at this person. Like, you know, that's what they do. I'm not I'm not the type of person, because you'll get some people and be like, they'll try to, like, I've been, I've been witness this. People will go to people for certain things, and you know that's not what you do, but you'll try to get them the information and take so-and-so information so you can get some bread. Like, bro, that's the corniest shit in the world to me. Like, live, live that to Live that to the person that you know, you know what I'm saying? And you know they solid. Like, just live that to that person. Don't be like that. And what you been, bro, this, the same feelings you said, the feeling is mutual for me and my girl, but we definitely salute what you're doing. It's super dope. Like, that alternative, like, uh, like we look at um, vending machine as, like, an alternative route. Like, I ain't know, I didn't really know about that shit till I seen you talking about it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for straight fact. I didn't know, I ain't know people did that, bro. So when, when I see you doing it, I'm like, that's crazy. Like, people need to hear about this because that's another low entry point where you could get some bread. So you just putting that information out there is super valuable. And you might not even realize it because you're doing it every single day. You ain't thinking of it. But you, it's super valuable, bro. And that's real, man. Like, even when, when everything kind of blew up for me, like, every, you know, when everybody started following me, I was just talking to people. Everybody asking me questions. I'm answering them. I didn't know I was giving away free game. I didn't know I was dropping knowledge. I was just talking to people who ask me a question because I'm not above that. I'm not above showing love, I'm not above exactly. helping out, you know. So um, I didn't realize until I sat back, like, wait, man, like, this was something? Because <laughs> I'm just being myself, you know. Um, and that's – even though like, everybody knows me as a vending machine guy, I never try to lead with that because um, I'm just somebody that own it, you know. Like, you right. know, I'm just like you. You can do what I do. Right. I, you know, I'm no guru or no master. This is just what right. I did. Right. Um, you want to learn how to do it, this is how you do it. Um, so um, I'm not above showing people love. I'm not above helping people out. That's something I see with you, too. That's why, like I said, you inspired me. And I'm just happy to have you on my, you know, my, on my new podcast. Man. I'm happy Hopefully to be on it, I'm happy to be on here for real, man. Like, I always tell people just talking about podcasts, it's a, it's, a, it's a misconception what people think is, like, more difficult than what it is. You know what I'm saying? So I, I'm always talking to people like if you got a if you got a voice and you got a perspective on things, especially like speaking to the audience that we speaking to and they need to hear these things and these stories, it's like definitely, definitely think about doing it. And I'm glad you did it too, bro. You like you actually took the step and you did it. So that's like I wasn't going to, man, but I'm like, you know what? 
if, if, if five people listen to it, man, I might change five lines, man. That's why that's how I looked at it. Like I might right. change five lines and those five people might change somebody else. Right. You know, and that's like I don't I don't care how much it reaches. I just wanted to reach somebody. That's all that matters. Um, so now that we're on podcast, man, plug in yours, man, because it's amazing. Yeah. All right, for appreciate that, bro. And for everybody listening, my podcast is called the Millionaire Mindsets Podcast. It's available on Apple, Spotify, all streaming services. It's available, and uh, we talk about pretty much similar similar conversations and topics like we did. We talk about real estate. I have Marcus on talking about vending machines. We talked about personal growth, money, money moves, and all all similar stuff to that. Yo, you gotta let them know how many downloads your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we we hit we hit uh four hundred thousand downloads last week. Four hundred thousand yo! Congratulations to you, man. It's well deserved. It's well deserved. This is one of the best podcasts out, if not the best. Check it out. Where can they find you at? You know your socials. I'm on Instagram, Twitter at uh, Xavier C Miller. Yep. All right, man. So you guys heard from the great Xavier Miller. Um, We're gonna be connecting. I hope we can do something in the future, the near future. Um, Y'all, listen. Please look out for this brother, man, because he's doing big things. if you want to plug in your woman, her too, because she's... Hey, my girl, her name is uh, Deanna Kent. She on Twitter and Instagram as well. It's D-E-A-N-N-A Kent. And also, if you're interested in uh, buying an investment property or, you, or you're thinking about buying an investment property or whatever, you can hit up Park Hill Capital, and that's on Instagram. And you can also go to parkhillconsultantservices.com and schedule an appointment so we can uh, get you right. Yep, and as you guys heard throughout the podcast, man, I've 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 had a consultation with them. They shifted my whole mindset about what I'm going to do with the real estate business. So I vouch for it. Uh, it's definitely helpful, man. So please make sure you guys give them a lookout. Um, and that'll be for today's episode, man. Appreciate you, dog. All right, without a doubt, man. I look forward to talking to you, bro. Yeah, I'll talk to you soon, bro. And thank you for doing this again, man. I really appreciate it for real. For real, love. The feeling is mutual for sure, bro. I got you. I'm going to holler at you. All right. Hey, I'm Mike. And this year, thanks to Metro, nothing's getting between me and my holidays. As a rideshare driver, I know a thing or two about going the extra mile. And Metro's helping me go even further. Metro covered the switching fees and gave me and the family high-speed data for only $25 a line for four lines. Plus, we scored four free Galaxy phones from Metro just for switching. Now, we can all get in the holiday spirit streaming our favorite tunes and ring in the new year over video chat with family and friends. You work hard. Switching to Metro isn't. This season, there's zero fees to switch. And right now, enjoy Metro's lowest price. Just 25 bucks a line for four lines, plus four free Samsung Galaxy phones when you switch. I'm Mike, and that's how I rule my holiday with Metro. Plus device sales tax with eligible port in a no T-Mobile service in past 180 days. One phone per line while supplies last. If new line deactivates, all lines lose four-line promo rate. Additional terms apply. Limited time offer. See Metro by T-Mobile.com.